And welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. We are here in the vineyard in Walla Walla Valley. I uh, have the pleasure of speaking with Brennan Layton, winemaker extraordinaire here in Walla Walla, and we're chatting about his time at FST, or FST, which is it? FST. FST, and those are the initials for three of the owners, correct? Correct, the founding owners, yeah. All right. Forelli, Smith, and Taylor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> FST. So you're making red wine. You've had three wines in boxes already without labels. So how did these names come about? <laughs> you know, it's... Um, so when I first started, they were still trying to come up with the name of the winery. They, they didn't know. I mean, it, it kind of came quick, but, you know, so uh, Big Papa kind of came because Daniel Ferrelli's grandchildren called him Big Papa. So that's where that came from. Kaylee was a, a server in Australia when they went and take a visit. That was going to be the winery name, but um, I don't think the wife's like that very much. So it became one of the wines. <laughs> and... Uh, and then Final Final was actually at one point going to be called Double Wide because it was basically two big reds <laughs> put together. But, um, Sold in Magnum in a box and in screw top, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it became Final Final because that's uh, Patrick Smith's, you know, one of his family's favorite saying is to always have a Final Final before you, you turn into bed so that's where that came from is that a shot a little little nip a little nip of whatever uh, yeah okay and, um I, yeah so yeah when i got there it was it was quite interesting and we grew pretty quick from there i mean uh you know we put on some other labels we started riesling and Sauvignon blanc and and uh jolie bouche came shortly thereafter with uh with boucher fruit um and and we got really good accolades really quick. I mean, I think the 2006 Kaylee got a top 101 spectator, and then the the um, the 2008 eight uh, Jolie Bouche got a huge big pump, and I think the Saab Blanc right off the bat got a good score. And um, who thought of Farrell? Farrell was mine. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny because I was called native fermentation Farrell. And I, and I changed everything over to native fermentation as well. And, uh, and so I'd write on the barrels because I was doing trials of seeing what the, you know, seeing what the owners like better, whether the commercial yeast versus the mm. native yeast. And so I wrote on the barrels Farrell because that's what I always called it. And they thought that's what I named the wine. <laughs> okay. So we kind of went with it. And um, um, was your time at Saint Michel? I, I must imagine that that afforded you lots of opportunities for different vineyard sources. Yeah, I got to see the whole state. I mean, it's still one of my strongest suits is the fact that I know all these vineyards, which we'll get to soon with these wines. But um, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest benefits. Other and the other one is because we work with so much wines. Uh, I was allowed to do a lot of different trials and, and try different things and really, you know, um, get my feet wet and and learn things in a really huge way. When you have a small winery, you can't really afford to make mistakes. So you, you tend to be a lot more conservative with making wines because you have to use all the wine or you're, you, you know, where at a place like St. Michelle, if I made a mistake with this amount of wine, there's always somewhere to put it where it wouldn't affect the quality at all, whatever. 
because it's such a big pool to go into, into. the collective. Right, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, I did a lot of, lot of working with different yeast and native yeast and cold soaks and all these different things. And, and, um, I learned a lot about fermentation, how fermentation is and how native, uh, you know, ML works and all that kind of stuff and, and what qualities I like of each one. And, you know, um, uh, and my, you know, my real love of making, uh, reduction winemaking rather than oxidative winemaking, which was really popular when I, in, in most of Washington. Michelle Roland. Right. And, and, and I was more into reductive winemaking and I still am, and I'm, I'm very much a reductive winemaker and, and so I did a lot of trials with that and learned what worked and what didn't work and really honed in on that. So when I got to someplace like FSD, which is much smaller and you don't have that leeway, I wasn't doing as much experimenting as much as I was just trying to, to, uh, uh, you know, fine tune the things that I had already learned. And, you know, we came out of the shoots really fast, I think, you know, and I, I'm really proud of what we did at FSD. I'd agree with that. I think FSD kind of burst onto the scene and boom, here we've got a chance to meet Brendan Layton, uh, being behind the scenes for Sam Michelle for so long, but also, you know, with your pedigree, and we'll say UC Davis is quite the pedigree. I mean, that's an internationally recognized school of uh, enology and viticulture. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's what I love about this job as host of Happy Hour Radio. And we're talking, speaking with Brennan Layton, um, winemaker extraordinaire here for our In the Vineyard series in Walla Walla Valley, um, is that uh, I have a chance to learn about all of my peers and associates and friends in the business that we've rarely had that time to sit and chat before. So this is really exciting for me. So you, uh, okay, you became the rock star winemaker and you had, of course, um, the look, you know, that was part of it, I think, which... Uh, burst onto the scene, you, you have uh, quite a, um, uh, well, what is it? <laughs> Just a, go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a rock star image because you've got some tats, you've got some style, and, uh, you know, you also have um, some presence. Oh, so, I'm a big boy. You're a big boy. <laughs> okay. Um, you were happy at FSD. Yeah. I would have thought that you'd probably start your own project and continue on down that path, but what happened? You know, I was really happy at FSD. It was, uh, it was, it was a great opportunity, and um, I was enjoying where I was at, and, and I had been friends with Charles Smith for a long time, and, you know, it's kind of funny, but, uh, you know, I was fine. My wife and I were with the kids in Hawaii, and I get this call from Charles, and he's just like, I really want to talk to you, and, you know, in a very Charles kind of way. I'm, I really want to talk to you. Okay. Call me when you get back. All right. So I call him when I get back and, and he brought up this idea that he wanted to do, um, he wanted to bring back Chardonnay to the state of Washington, that he wanted to do something really special with it and, and, and try to do something similar to like a Kistler where you find these really extraordinary vineyards and you do extremely well-made high-end Chardonnays. And he felt like I was the guy to do that with. And he offered me uh, a plethora of, of, of opportunities within that where um, 
a partnership in the Chardonnay project with Andrew Latta, who's the other winemaker at K Vintners. Um, a chance to make my own label as well, which I'm doing, and um, and and to help him further grow Charles Smith wines on the production level side as well, and and being having that that challenge of being more of a not only a um, a winemaker, but a vineyard guy and 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 a and and a business person as well. And and for me, the 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 opportunity for growth to to learn more and to to have a mentor um, like Charles, who I think is extremely su- successful in this in this for industry, sure. yeah. was an opportunity I felt like was too good to pass on. And um, it was a really difficult decision for me. It was it was tough to to um, let go of my babies, the wines that I was making at FSD, and, right. and the the families that had brought me into their fold and, and let me become part of their family. But it was also um, difficult on more of a personal level in the sense of letting go of your ego of being the rock star, like you said. Yeah. And working for someone else who is far bigger rock star than and someone that you kind of emulated in some in some some manners, and and to become part of a team rather than being the 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 man in charge and the one who did it all and it's all laying on your shoulders, to to um, to work with Andrew Latta and Charles Smith as as a group winemaking team that we make a lot of decisions together. Um, that was both exciting and scary, I would say. It was exciting in the sense of doing something that was so dynamic and collaborative as something like that. But it was scary to also have to let go of control. Of control. Yeah. So I totally understand that. You know, you were making all the decisions, you were taking all the credit. Yep. And doing a great job, very successful, and now you're in a position where you are taking some orders again and um mm-hmm following the path that he's charting because he's in front and perhaps not getting as much credit anymore because you're not the visible person obviously the the charles smith hairdo i mean you can just it's black and white (laughs) you know who he is just because of his shadow and he does cast a great shadow and um but of course what's nice is that he's a cool guy and he's a good guy and he's giving you this opportunity he's he's extremely generous he's a good guy he's been a good friend and and you know yeah, I thought it was going to be much more difficult than it really was, and and in a sense, the collaborative part has been far more rewarding than than losing my my individual identity was was as, and it was that part wasn't that big. It, I found it to be, you know, pretty false in a lot of ways, and and that the collaborative part is far more engaging and, and exciting and and uh, and. I'll tell you, I don't. I think my learning curve um, has hasn't been this big since I first went to UC Davis. It's been it's been an amazing journey the last eighteen months. That's great. It's great. It's a uh, new opportunities and yeah working with a team I mean it's like the Super Bowl champion Seahawks right you, yeah hey play your role 
and we'll be winners, right? right? That's kind of, you got to believe in that mantra. And then once you believe in it, you're like, yeah, I like this food. I like this Kool-Aid. Right. No, it's, it's yeah, exact, it's exactly like that. I don't know if Kool-Aid seems a little harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, it, what's been really cool about it is, is that we're just having this really, really good time, you know, debating and, and working out the details and, and, you know, and, and when you, when you allow yourself to be collaborative, you actually make better stuff. You're challenged. You're challenged and, and, and we exchange ideas. Compromise. Compromise. Well, you know, compromising is not what we do. I would say we exchange ideas. I don't think there's a lot of compromising going at all. Let's say you agree then. We, we debate and we, we come to agreements, yeah, you know, agreed. but a lot of times I don't think that any of us have compromised as much as we've gone, oh, wow, that is a better idea. I'm glad we're going in this direction. And I think that we've, you know, we've pushed each other to, to new heights and we're making really good wines. I mean, I certainly have appreciated Andrew, Andrews and Charles's acceptance of my ideas into what they've been doing for a long time. And let's just be honest, they're, they're, they're two of the best winemakers in the state of Washington. I mean, 100 point scores, you know, they're, it's not like they're slouches whatsoever. It's not like I came in there and going, duh, 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 I'm the best. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. they were, they're a big deal. And, and, and for them to, to allow me to come in with my own ideas and hear me out and incorporate my thoughts and their thoughts. And I think the wines are getting better. I think we're, we're pushing each other in new directions. We're certainly pushing each other in the vineyards and in the cellar. And I don't know. It's, I, I, I get it's it. Pretty badass. I get it because when you're when you're the leader, when you're doing it by yourself, you sometimes miss that you know talking shop with some people. And now that you're talking shop, you're talking about all the cool things you're doing together. You're exchanging ideas, and you're able to voice and you learn. It's a learning thing, right? When you're doing it yourself, sometimes you don't learn. No, I mean, I mean, it's I mean the stuff that Andrew does and Charles does. I mean, they've already been collaborative for a long time. You know, so, so I think in some ways I was the one that had a hard time coming around. In some ways, because I've never, you know. Sure. Um, speaking with Brendan Layton here in Walla Walla Valley, uh, here on Happy Hour Radio, our In the Vineyard series. And when we come back, we're going to jump into a beautiful golden, well, just a golden wine. And uh, Brendan will tell us all about it here on Happy Hour Radio.